Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, two massive news stories yesterday and uh, the big one in rugby union was breaking literally as we were heading off air yesterday, Hills, with uh, the shock sacking of Dave Rennie. And it seems now it was done via Zoom at about 6 o'clock yesterday morning. And you had it at 8.30. Well, 8.45. News did. Yeah. How valuable are you to our partnership? <laughs> and how valuable is this I might be the man? best keeper of Queensland's ever had, but look at you go. <laughs> I didn't get anything, anywhere near Dave Rennie sucking. <laughs> Jimmy Tucker's joining us. <laughs> Unbelievable rugby writer. <laughs> Jimmy, good morning. Were you t- were you blindsided by this? Oh, g'day, Pat. Uh, g'day, Hills. Uh, oh, completely. I don't think anyone in Australian rugby, except the inner, inner sanctum, knew what was coming. Certainly, Dave Rennie uh, didn't believe when he was getting on a Zoom call with Hamish, uh, with uh, Andy Marinos, that uh, he'd be getting the sack. I oh. think people were talking last week about what the future of 2023 held because Dave was with more than 40 players down the Gold Coast outlining strategy and planning and, as he said, lighting a fire under players for a World Cup this year. Mm. And he's not in charge now. Uh, as you know, uh, Cousy Bro is an ardent listener, and he's just literally texted this minute on the Dave Rennie departure. V Eddie Jones. In the end, we live in a professional era, and thirteen wins from thirty-four doesn't cut the mustard. But the way it was done over Zoom was very cruel and unprofessional. Um, it, it seems like a, a tough way to a, a bloke that you know handled the media well, gave due respect to players and 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 everyone around him. Uh, you'd have to say so. I mean, Dave Rennie uh, is a quality person. Um, he's developed a, a great team spirit amongst the Wallabies. He, he's advanced um, and started a lot of Wallaby careers that will uh, definitely benefit uh, his successor, Eddie Jones. There's no doubt about that. But uh, the coaching business, as everyone knows, is a fairly messy game. And I recall uh, a number of years ago, um, the now late Ian Brazasco, who played rugby for Queensland, but was soccer's godfather in Queensland mm. for many, many years. He he was asked uh, and and said, uh, rugby just is too sentimental about its coaches. When something goes wrong in soccer, we just <laughs> cut off the head. And and that that's, and and that's what rugby league and and football definitely have done over the years. If something uh, is not working. They just uh, chop the manager, chop the coach, and, and move on. And rugby's had a very sentimental attachment uh, in many ways in this area of the game. And I guess if you get brutal about it, Eddie Jones is a better Rugby World Cup coach than Dave Rennie. Um, we can talk about how it was done and the timing and, and different things, but Eddie Jones is responsible for some of the absolute greatest performances in Rugby World Cup history. Mm. Uh, Wallabies beating All Blacks in 2003. Japan beating the Springboks in 2015. Mm-hmm. And even the most recent World Cup, England knocking off the All Blacks in 2019.
Mm. This was going along the sentimental path again, though, Jimmy, wasn't it? That they tolerated a lot of toing and froing, some weird selections over the last three years. And if it wasn't for Eddie Jones's English sacking, Rennie was going to take it all the way through. Oh, 100%. I think uh, Australia's uh, lacked a bit of long-term planning, and I think um, the bosses within Australian rugby saw perhaps that Eddie's tenure with England was definitely going to be finished after this World Cup. So I believe they were eyeing him for the next cycle, uh, 2024 through to the home World Cup in 2027. But when England uh, jumped on the axe and chopped Eddie uh, late last year, I, I think all their thinking got advanced and there had been meetings. So this wasn't a decision made over a weekend. This was Okay, Eddie's available, uh, and timing's everything in, in coaching. Like Eddie's a very sought-after coach. He could could have ended up back with his son Tory Club in Japan or gone off somewhere else. So the, the timing and securing an available coach who is Australian uh, became the essence. And uh, Rugby Australia have moved over the last couple of months to see if they could strike a deal with Eddie. And it's not uh, lacking substance too. Over five years, I, I believe the uh, contract will be for four million plus, yeah. but if you're looking for someone who can change the shape of Australian rugby and that needs to be done, um, that's a fair price tag. Seems a strange decision to give him the Wallaroos as well. I mean, just add to the workload. Oh, I think that one will be to make sure the structure of the the Wallaroos is right. Um, perhaps um, have considerable input into who coaches the Wallaroos. And he'll he'll offer uh, some support on um, Eddie's um, work ethic and working twenty hours a day is is famous. Uh, it burns out assistant coaches, but it also gets results. So I think Eddie will uh, have some input into who coaches the Wallaroos and mm. will um, give very valuable input there. And I'm imagining they will become more full time than they are now, if not totally full time, like the English female squad. Uh, that, that could be one of the developments. Uh, that, that's a huge step, and, and it's got to be financially uh, viable. Um, the Wallabies played a five-test series at the end of last year, and, and part of that was that uh, two of the tests were outside the international uh, test window. So they were money earners for Australian rugby to the tune of millions of dollars. Okay. So the, the coffers still need to be filled to a certain degree at Rugby Australia before... Uh, the full-blown professionalism can be granted to the, the women's team. I, I think uh, definitely they deserve uh, a professional payment, not the sort of uh, amateur plus mm. situation at, at the current stage. But, yeah, that that's definitely a development and has to happen before their own hosting of the World Cup in 2029. Hey, Jimmy, the whole machinations of, the decision, of this decision are just fascinating to me. I mean, the more you read about it, it started in July last year with a, a chicken dinner at the chairman's place in, in Sydney after after the England series. And uh, now it's it's come to fruition here with the, the sacking yesterday morning via Zoom. But... There's been a, a deal of controversy over Eddie's departure as well. I see, you know, they say as his time passed because he was he was outshone by the younger generation of the French and Irish coaches this year. Clive Woodward was really scathing in his column, said he'll be remembered for his misguided rhetoric and unfulfilled promises. So he's leaving the Northern Hemisphere with uh, with with a few enemies. 
Uh, he is. Um, and Clive, well, I mean, Clive the Eddie. I mean, Eddie's got uh, a lot of, um, uh, what, what should I call them, uh, feisty relationships. Uh, <laughs> he's not uh, the friend to everyone. You, you could bring John Connolly and find out that uh, Eddie and John aren't going to have a big cuddle fest when Eddie gets back to Australia. I mean, that, that, they've just been on the different versions of uh, coaching and management of people for for a long time. But you you look, uh, Clive's got a selective memory there. Like when England got bundled out of their own World Cup in uh, 2015, Eddie was the messiah who came in and uh, resuscitated English rugby, won them a Grand Slam and Six Nations yeah. titles. So the, the, the greater point is, what is Eddie going to do in 2023? Yeah. He's only got five tests before the World Cup, more than enough time to get a, a real spike in Australian performance this year. Uh, if I was to be worried, it might be about 2026 uh, when Eddie's been around for a fair while and yeah. some of the stresses we've seen in longer marriages with Eddie Jones uh, um, come to the fore. That, yeah. That's just... Eddie's relationship with sides is very set and we've seen it played out many times. All right, so, Jimmy. There will be some troubled waters ahead, but I feel this year he'll get a great spike in some players like your Will Skelton's, a giant in the second row. He'll play a bigger part. Yeah. Who's he going to play at number 10? Big question. Yeah. Mate, really appreciate your time this morning. We've slipped past that. We've got to get to the 6.30 news, but uh, Jim Tucker, as always, a great friend of our show here, and we really appreciate your time. Thanks, Jimmy. Cheers, boys.